Good morning, Wright County, and a blessed Sunday morning to you. Thank you for tuning in to the Faith Lutheran Church Gospel Hour. My name is Paul Nickel. I'm pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Monticello, Minnesota. We are on the airwaves this morning to share a Christ-focused, cross-centered message of hope for a world in crisis. Jesus died for you so that you might live for him. We begin our radio worship in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The first reading for today comes from the Apostle Paul's letter to the Galatians, chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. The Apostle writes, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son, and if a son, than an heir through God. Yes, indeed, citizens of Wright County, we Christian believers have been adopted into God's family. And as children of God, we are heirs through Christ, heirs to the riches of heaven. The psalm for the day is Psalm 111. Praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the company of the upright in the congregation. Great are the works of the Lord, studied by all who delight in them. Full of splendor and majesty is his work, and his righteousness endures forever. He has caused his wondrous works to be remembered, the Lord is gracious and merciful. He provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. He has shown his people the power of his works in giving them the inheritance of the nations. The works of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever to be performed with faithfulness and uprightness. He sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. Shall we pray? Eternal Lord Jesus Christ, true God, begotten of the Father from all eternity, and also true man, born of the Virgin Mary, we worship you, we adore you, we praise and thank you for the salvation you have brought into our world. Forgive us of our sins, 
and help us to believe on you with steadfast faith that we might be your own, live under you and your kingdom, and serve you in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness, even as you live and reign for all eternity. In your holy and precious name we do pray. Amen. This Sunday, I would like to begin a series of sermons on the gospel according to St. John. The fourth gospel is a wonderful book of the Bible. It is simple in its language, yet the fourth gospel communicates a profound message that is Christ-centered and cross-focused. The fourth gospel was written, as the author himself states in John 20:31, so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. We will begin with the gospel according to St. John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 18, a passage that is just right for the Sunday after Christmas. St. John writes, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me, because he was before me. For from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. John begins his gospel narrative 
with a profound meditation on the divine nature and glorious incarnation of our Lord Jesus Christ. During this sermon, we'll focus first on John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5, and then on verse 14. We'll start with John 1, 1 through 5. And the main point of the first five verses of the gospel is this. Jesus is God. John wants us to know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that Jesus is 100% fully, completely, absolutely, unquestionably divine. John wants us to know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that Jesus is himself the awesome, majestic, glorious, infinitely great, infinitely good, and infinitely powerful God. Listen to what John says in the first verse. Here, John refers to Jesus as the Word. John says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, before we dive into the statement, the Word was God, stop for a moment and ask, why does John call Jesus the Word in the first place? I think the reason is this. John calls Jesus the Word because through Jesus, God speaks to the human race. Through Jesus, through his life, his teaching, his death, and his resurrection, God sends a word or a communication or a message to the world. And the message God sends is this. Dear everyone on the planet, I love you, I want to be with you, and I want to live with you in heaven forever. Sincerely, God. That's the message. It's a great message, isn't it? God sends the message through Jesus. As the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son. But John wants us to know that Jesus doesn't just carry a message from God. Jesus is God. John says the Word was God. Have no doubt about it. Jesus is indeed the true God. And as God, Jesus possesses in himself all the supernatural, infinite characteristics of the divine being. For example, Jesus is eternal. John says, in the beginning was the Word. As in, in the very beginning, before time began, before the universe came to be, before matter was formed, Jesus was. For Jesus always has been and Jesus always will be, for Jesus is God, and Jesus is eternal. His existence has no starting point, and his existence has no ending point. Jesus simply is forever and ever. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the one who is and who was 
and who is to come, the Almighty. The first verse of John also says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Now, we have already established that the Word was himself God. Why then does John also say that the Word was with God? If the Word was God, how can you also say that the Word was with God? Here, we need to recall the doctrine of the Trinity. Christians believe that there is only one God, but that in the one divine being, there are three distinct persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Father is God. The Son, whom John refers to as the Word, is God, and the Holy Spirit is God. Yet, in a great mystery, there are not three gods, but one God. And I think the doctrine of the Trinity helps us to understand what John means when he says that the Word, who was God, was also with God. What John means is this. Jesus is God the Son. But God the Son has never existed in isolation. God the Son has always existed with God the Father and with God the Holy Spirit. The Word lives in the context of a profoundly personal relationship, the relationship between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Let's return to the first few verses of John. John writes, In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Here is another thing that is very important to understand. Jesus Christ, the Word of God, the Son of God, is most definitely not a creature who has been made. On the contrary, Jesus Christ is the creator who creates. He is the potter who fashions the clay. And not only does Jesus fashion the clay, but he calls the clay itself into existence. John says, through Christ, all things were made. John says, through Christ, all things came into existence, and without him was not anything made that was made. Furthermore, through Christ, God sustains the continued existence of everything in the universe, from the largest galaxy to the smallest subatomic particle. Listen to what the Bible says in Colossians chapter 1. All things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. If Christ were to take his creating, sustaining hand away from the universe, even for just one second, then everything would fall apart, for in him all things hold together. It is Jesus Christ 
who upholds the universe by the word of his power. Are you beginning to sense something of the awesome majesty of Jesus Christ? Hang on, because John has more to say. In verse 4, John says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Yes, Jesus is the source of all that is life and all that is light. Jesus is the fountain of all that is pure and good and life-giving. Life and light stream from the person of Jesus Christ like a mighty rushing river. And then there is verse 5. John writes, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Indeed, the radiance of the glory of God, which shines through Christ, simply cannot be overcome, quenched, or extinguished by any of the powers of darkness. Jesus shines forever. And that's how the gospel according to John starts. It starts with a declaration of the divine majesty of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus is the eternal, uncreated, universe-making, light-shining, life-giving, holy, and majestic God. Now, turn your attention to John chapter 1, verse 14. Listen to what the evangelist has to say about just what this majestic, eternal, uncreated, universe-making, light-shining, life-giving, holy and majestic God did. John writes, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. In other words, the Son of God became man. The Son of God joined once and for all time his divine nature to our human nature. This is the mystery of the Incarnation. And do you realize just how beautiful and unexpected and wonderful this mystery of the Incarnation really is? Think about it. The infinite God joined himself to our finite humanity. The timeless God entered time. The heavenly God came down to earth. The invisible God became visible. The uncreated God took on our flesh and blood, and he moved into your neighborhood and mine. It really did happen, folks. The little baby who was born in a Bethlehem stable, the little baby who was wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a manger, the little baby who clung to his mother and giggled at his father, the little baby who needed to be changed and fed, that little baby was the eternal, uncreated, everlasting word. The Christmas child was God, clothed in our flesh and blood. And make no mistake about it, it was a real human nature which Jesus took on. 
as he grew older, Jesus went through all the trials and tribulations and indignities and sufferings and joys and sorrows and pleasures and pains that go along with being human. Except for the fact that Jesus never committed a single sin, he was just like us. He laughed. He cried. Sometimes he was tired. Sometimes he was hungry. He ate food. He drank water. He was tempted by the devil. He stubbed his toes. He got sick. He went to wedding parties. He went to funerals. He lived. He died. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Why on earth did he do it? Why on earth did the Son of God leave the changeless glory of heaven and enter into this sad, sorry, sinful, mixed-up world of men? Simply put, Jesus did it because he loved us and he wanted to bring us good things, things like the glory and grace and truth of God. John 1.14 says, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father. Jesus wanted us to see and to experience the incredible, beautiful, supernatural goodness of the glory of God, up close and personal. So the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, that through him we might reach out and touch the glory of God. John 1.14 says, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace. Jesus wanted us to have the grace of God, which is the forgiveness of sins. So for us, for we who are poor, miserable, undeserving sinners, the Word became flesh. He came and He dwelt among us so that He might die on the cross for us and pay the price for our sins and make possible our complete and total forgiveness. For from His fullness we have all received grace upon grace. John 1.14 says, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. Jesus wanted us to know the truth about who God is and the truth about God's love for the world. So the Word became flesh, that he might know the truth and by the truth be set free. Now, when I step back, and contemplate all of this, I am, to be honest, a bit overwhelmed. It's just so incredibly, wonderfully, unexpectedly, mysteriously, majestically good. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And this eternal, uncreated, universe-making, light-shining, life-giving, holy and majestic Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus did it to bring us glory and grace and truth. 
Jesus did it, even though we sinners did not and do not and never will deserve it. It is just so beautiful. And there's only one way I can think of to respond to the beautiful reality of the Word made flesh. And the way to respond is to accept Jesus Christ and his gifts by faith and then to fall down on your knees and to worship him. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. The hymn for the day is All Praise to You, Eternal Lord. All praise to you, Eternal Lord, clothed in garb of flesh and blood, a manger choosing for a throne, while worlds on worlds are yours alone. Hallelujah! God's Son, to whom the heavens bow, cradled by a virgin now, we listen for your infant voice, while angels in your heavens rejoice. Hallelujah! A little child, you came our guest, all the weary to give rest. Forlorn and lowly was your birth, that we might rise to heaven from earth. Hallelujah! Your coming in the darkest night makes us children of the light, enabling us in realms divine, like all your angels, bright to shine. Hallelujah! All this for us your love has done, thus our love for you is one. For this with joy our songs we sing, incessant praises echoing. Hallelujah! Would you please join me as we confess our common Christian faith according to the words of the Nicene Creed? We confess. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is, seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son he is worshipped and glorified, he has spoken through the prophets. 
we believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. And now we pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Faith Lutheran Church Gospel Hour. Our mission is to bring you a Christ-focused, cross-centered message of hope for a world in crisis. In John 14:6, Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Have you accepted Jesus Christ by faith as your personal Lord and Savior? If you would like to learn more about how to receive Jesus into your heart, please call Faith Lutheran Church in Monticello, Minnesota at 763-878-2092. Again, please call Faith Lutheran Church at 763-878-2092. You can also join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Please come join us. We're located in Silver Creek Township, just north of Lake Mariah State Park at 12449 Clementa Avenue, Northwest. If you have missed any of our Faith Lutheran Church Gospel Hour broadcasts, you can find archived programs on our website, lutheran-faith.org, or go to krwc1360.com and click on the tab labeled Podcasts. This has been Pastor Paul Nickel from Faith Lutheran Church. I'm signing off the airwaves for now, but remember this, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us.